and Rose. Feel the culture. Ho, <laughs> friends. Welcome aboard. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. They score. Jonathan Huberto. Oh. Elias Lindholm. And the scene of rises at Scotiabank Saddledome. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Oh, hi there. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Flames with a 5-4 win over the Winnipeg Jets in some preseason puck down at the Dome. The final home preseason game of the season. Six down, two to go. Let's go. Let's go. And they're on the road. So that's good, right? Yeah, two more. One of them's going to start at... Six. One of them's going to start at eight, I think. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm excited. It's going to be done that, by the end of the week. I'm excited that it's almost over. Jays are going to be well past the wild card round by then. No problem. The season starts a week tomorrow for your Calgary Flames. That's exciting. Why do you have a puzzled look on your face? I thought it was a week today, but the season starts a week today. Oh, no. Well, Calgary season starts a week today. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, tomorrow. A week yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I, I, no, this is my today. fault. Sorry, I, yeah. Yeah, no, I, no, I, no, you were right. I'm already off to a swimming start. No, here. it was me. I've ruined everything. Oh, I threw everything off. So okay. sorry. Sorry. <laughs> right. Solid start. Yeah, um, right on par for the one year. Yeah, um, very self-serving of us, but uh, today is our uh, <laughs> one-year anniversary of the big show. No applause. Not even like the elementary school. Thank you. We made it. One year. Man, time flies. Like, it's such a cliche, but it's true. You believe it's been one year we've been doing this show? Because mm. it felt like five? Is that what it is? Is it weird to say that it's, like, kind of felt like exactly what I thought it would be? Like, it's weird because we've gone through one flame season, so it doesn't feel like it's been overly longer in that sense. Now that season did feel long because it was a bit of a slog. Yeah. But no, I, I, I'd say it's kind of right where I expected. Wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, I think it's kind of shot by, no? Yeah, yeah, it's flown. <laughs> like this, uh, time is scary, it doesn't exist, uh, but no, yeah. yeah this Fake construct created by humans exactly. to keep us yes. shackled. Yeah, no, this, uh, least, it's, yeah. this year's flown right by. Uh, we've had a lot of fun on this uh, program. Um, we thank you for listening. Um, you're still listening to the station, which is cool. Uh, we like that, too. Uh, we got some stuff to do today. Some stupid stuff we've done over the years. We're not going to be like overly self-serving today. Like not going to really. And I think I'm going to save the um, the infamous John Heyman interview when Brent Cron's in studio in the eight o'clock. Let's oh, wrap did he, up the did show. Did he find it? We found yeah, it. It's okay. clipped. Save okay. forever now. Sweet. Yeah. Um, let's save the John Heyman interview for the end of the show. <laughs> I think that's very apropos oh, yeah, for one year to end with the best interview we've ever done on this show. Quickest <laughs> one for sure. Yeah. <laughs> we should uh GVP, is that the first time you've heard the John Heyman interview or that's the first time since I heard it live. Oh, okay. It was Your never thoughts? Podcasted. That's it's pretty funny. Pretty yeah. funny. I uh woof. I, we you can like feel the awkwardness through through the screen. Yeah. When I'm watching the wave file and whatnot. Yeah, um, it was awkward, but uh, we'll play it to uh, we'll play it to wrap up uh, the show. We'll get Brett Cron's thoughts on it because mm. he's joining us in studio in the eight o'clock hour. Um, Eric Francis at seven thirty, um, and uh, Ben Shulman will join us, and we're having his dad on tomorrow. Shulman back to back days, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll talk to Jeff Blair on Thursday about the Blue Jays mm-hmm. taking on the uh, Minnesota Twins today. Uh, mm-hmm. I know your uh, Lopez Gray take. Mm-hmm. Got a counter for it. Okay. Twins are only 31 and 30 when those two dudes start the season. Ooh. They don't help them out very often. Yeah. Also, the Minnesota Twins have the longest North American professional playoff losing streak. Yeah, 04. At 18 games. Yeah. I've got a lot of fun facts in the morning report for you, and that's certainly one of them with a few okay, offshoots so from it, too. You don't You're want right. me to... Uh, like you can just unload the stat pack if you want, but it's no, gonna no, ruin not... the it's gonna ruin the morning report. <laughs> okay. So you're saying no. 
I'd rather you didn't. Harness it. Harness I, it. I'd, I'd rather you didn't. That Okay. I'll just say. All right. Game's at 2.30 here. Calgary time. 2.38 first pitch. We'll have it for you live right here. Look at heaps of coverage. On like, we're going to have hours and hours of Jays today. Yeah, I'm going to uh, watch the game at a local establishment. Oh, I'm going to a watering hole. A yeah, pube. I am. I made reservations just in case. Oh, in case it'll be busy. Oh, good for you. I'm thinking ahead. I don't think it's going to be busy. I don't think so either. But uh, a lot of people are like the Jays are playing today. Yeah, two thirty-eight. I mm-hmm. like the time. I, I like. I don't like. It's better than the Rays and Rangers time, which I think is like eleven. Yeah. So I think this is a good time. Perfect timing. It's right in the evening. My little brother, who's become a Cincinnati sports humong- fan, no oh. humongous Jays fan, <laughs> okay, but also yeah. loves the Reds. Yeah, yeah. loves him some Ellie yes. Dilly Cruz. Yeah, uh, somehow got Can't this get week. Can't get on base, Ellie Dilly Cruz. No. Mm. <laughs> uh, somehow uh, got uh, this week off, so he's going to come over, and we're nice. going to get after it. That's nice. Nice week to have pitch. off. I got it. Yeah, right. Hit it right on the head. Got a little massage before. Your boy's going to be feeling good. Did you do the uh, the heat jet thing you were doing? The, the hydrotherapy? Water? Yeah. Well, I did it last week. I'm not going to go every week. Oh, okay. Yeah. But especially when I have a massage. You uh-huh. Know, this is a couple ways you can get the toxins out of your muscles, George. Those sure. are both a couple of ways. But, you know, you don't have to do them back to back. It seems a little heavy-handed. Um, I saw Flames Twitter was drooling all over Matt Coronado last night. <laughs> he looked pretty dang good. He was good. <laughs> Thanks to that 5-4 uh, preseason victory. And uh was thinking about this this morning. So weird he was playing with Michael Backlund. Oh, look at that. Is that, that pass Michael of? Backlund gave him across oh the ice was just gross. <laughs> I know the shot was Yuck. gross. Like, the shot was great. Yeah. And beating Connor Hallibuck with that type of shot. Mm-hmm. But the cross-ice pass that Michael Backlund was gross. gave him was gross. Perfect sauce, about a foot off the ice. Yeah. Flat like a pancake. Yeah. Excellent. I uh, I saw a lot of uh, tweets on Flames Twitter last night. A lot of tweets oh. on X. Lucky you know how you. I love my tweets? On X? On X. I love tweeting, mm-hmm. too. Or no, Xing. That's the lie. I'm a that's big tweeter. Straight up false. I love that social tweet. <laughs> I just think of something, I tweet it ah. right away. I have dinner, I take a picture of my dinner, and then I tweet it. Numb. Um, I saw a lot on Flame social media last night that uh, Matt Coronado should be on the number one line playing the right wing. And that's something I said, like, hey, like to see it. Like to see the kid in that shot playing a big time role. Yeah. Let him ride. No. <laughs> and you're saying no. This is the first game all preseason where he has popped like this. And once again, like I mentioned off the top. Playing with Backlund? So weird. He was playing with Michael Backlund. <laughs> Keep them together? Keep them together. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same way. When Matthew Kachuk came into the NHL, who did he play with? He played with Michael Froelich and Michael Backlund. It was yep. a 3M line. And he got off to an amazing start in his career. I would try and do the exact same thing. Plus, like we talked about earlier, sure, you can put him on the top line. And I think he's going to spend a little bit of time there this year. But I think out of the gate, that's just so much responsibility to put on this guy mm-hmm. who has played one game in the NHL. He yep. has never played any schedule that is going to be remotely similar to the NHL. Yep. The rigors, the travel, the nonstop, the physicality of the NHL compared to the NCAA. Like, he's not going to be able to sustain 82 games on the top line. So I would say don't put him on there at the top because then all that you have to do is demote him. All you have available to you is to drop him down the lineup. But if you start him somewhere lower and you give him a little bit of an opportunity against different competition, a little leash. gets a little bit of comfortable cool. playing in the NHL, yep. and then you bump him up, you give him a little bit of a promotion, give him a little, give him his cookies, give him a top line job for a couple games here and there. That's kind of the way that Put I... Put him on the number one power play? Sure. Although the number one power play is loaded with talent, except for someone in front of the net and that's some that I'm kind of wondering how they're going to address. I there last night. But then again, if you have Matt Coronado on your second power play, all of a sudden that second unit is way more dangerous. And last year, the second unit felt like you were kind of like, hopefully they do like some zone time. Like you never really felt like that second unit was really going to score. Yeah. It was the top unit, and that was essentially it. And I've really liked what we've seen from that group so far. You have to, uh, you have to be excited, though, if you're a Flames fan this morning on the potential of a guy. And I think it's funny. Uh, the, the also the lot of tweets on X I saw last night was uh, Matt Coronado's an NHLer. Like, mm. y- yeah, probably. Like, he's yeah. not Rudy. Like he didn't go in the sixth round like Tom Brady. The guy was a first round pick. 
Like the guy has first round talent. Like it's always oh, an NHLer. It's not like he, you know, was an unsigned, like undrafted free agent who signed with the Flames with a hope and a prayer in camp and has made his way all the way to the big club. No, the guy's been like the top prospect in the organization for a couple years, and it's like, yeah, this is the dude. Can't wait till he gets here. Well, and, yeah. And the other part about that is, is yes, he's he's highly touted, and he comes in. He's a former twelfth overall pick. You want him to be an NHLer. You know, there's been times in the preseason where he hasn't necessarily had an impact that you would like to see. But it's games like yesterday that tell you, yeah, this guy's probably going to be in the NHL. And this team has made an effort to create a path that isn't impossible for him to get down to get to the NHL this season. So I fully expect him to be on the opening night roster, um, especially with that injury to Jacob Pelche. All of a sudden there's a job open. And I don't think it's going to get beat out by a Dryden Hunt or a Adam Klapka for that job, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, Twitter was in fine form yesterday then. Yeah. Um, again, we got two more preseason games to go. Um, a lot of tweets. Uh, Eric Francis is going to join us. Uh, our man Frank was saying that maybe uh, last Lino when the Flames are close to something, which is sort of interesting. So you know who will ask about that? Who will know? And he'll tell us. Mm. The franchise will tell us. Yes, sir. And he'll know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he'll know. He'll he knows. Know. He knows. Like everything. he'll tell us without telling us. He's the master of doing that. Yeah, a read He's between like, the well, lines type thing. He'd hmm. be like, you know, I uh, I would expect something if we if we hear something. I would expect it within a week. Like he'll say something like that. Mm-hmm. Like he said about the uh, the new GM. He's like, I would think within the next couple of weeks you might hear something. All of a sudden, like two days later, the Flames name Greg Conroy is a GM. Yep. Yep. Guy knows the stuff. Yeah. Um, just got a text that uh, Coronado has the weirdest stride ever. Yeah, like, look at Jack Eichel. He skates weird. Dude's a superstar. Yeah, but that's not the same. Jack no. Eichel has a smooth stride. It's a weird stance. It's really upright. And it's, yep. his legs are all, he looks like an octopus when he skates. The way yep. that, like, his body is straight up and his legs are all gangly and out there. Yep. Coronado's a little bit different. He almost looks like he's trying to run on the ice. The same way Huberto has a little bit of a... A hop step. Yep. When he's trying to accelerate or get yeah. someone quick or get in front of somebody. As long as that stride can get him into shooting positions, that's what I care about. You know what I liked? Him on the right side of the power play because he is a guy that it's more the wrist shot rather than the slap shot. And yep. this is a team that hasn't had somewhat on that left flank one timer since Jerome McGinley left. And that's like, that's the money spot on the power play, right? Yep. The Ovechkin spot, the one timer against the blocker side on the goalie. Yeah, that's where you want your one-timers coming from. But he doesn't necessarily have that. No. He's more of the load up the, load up the wrist shot, load up the stab shot, pick my corner, and just overpower a goalie way more than yeah. I could ever expect. It's a heavy wrist shot. And I like him on the right side because it affords him an extra half second to load up when you've got a penalty killer coming from the middle of the ice. He can kind of use his body and, and load it up on the right side. And then, as we saw yesterday, still beat elite-level goaltenders like Connor Hellebuck, who actually thought had a solid game. And also... Uh, Neither of those goalies really anything to write home about. Yeah, but that he made one some Jacob nice Markstrom goalie let in. Oh, woof. Right at the end of the second? Oh, oh. man. <laughs> Jacob, like, it's fine. Nobody cares now. Let's just dial those back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that during the season. I was I was just on my way out of the building when that happened. Like, whoa. Kind of walking down the stairs. Like, that I went, went in. Whoa, whoa. Yikes. Yucko. Um, Tons on the flames today. Eric Francis at 7.30. Brent Cron in studio for the entire hour. Uh, Seahawks just thumped the Giants last night. Ugh. Seahawks now 6-0 all-time at MetLife. Um, that turf, every time somebody gets hurt, like I just, it's scary. Like Which injury was it yesterday? Because the one that I saw everywhere was Jamal Adams, but that wasn't turf. That was, no, that was getting the knee to then noggin and yeah. then... Yelling like, at the independent neurologist. The one where Geno Smith kind of got his legs caught up in the end of the second quarter there, running mm. to the sideline. It looked like his legs were dragging a little bit. It's just for for like a, a stadium that he houses two NFL teams and it's outdoor. I know it's New York or Jersey. Let's put some grass down on that stadium here. Like it just... And then they'll say, oh, you know, uh, the if we look at the numbers, the injuries when it comes to... When the players just say, put the grass down, put the grass down. Like, the problem with putting the grass down is the fact that, especially at a place like MetLife, 
is the fact that they host a bunch of yeah. concerts, right? And all of a sudden, you have all of these fans coming out. You have to put a stage out. They're trampling the grass. They destroy it, and you can't Look fix it. Look what Shakira it. did to Azteca. Yeah, you can't fix it in a couple of days in order to be ready for the Sunday. So it's a great idea, but the problem is that all of these stadiums get used for humongous concerts now that make it so that putting grass is... Not really feasible to them. Like, that, I don't know. Could like, you put a cover over well, top of it? I don't know. Like, the same way they do for the surge over the ice, the, the wind sport? The best example we've seen is what Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and Santiago Bernabeu does for Real Madrid, like where they can flip the grass, flip it to whatever the hell you want. Like, a Tottenham Hotspur for this week for Buffalo and Jacksonville. Uh, Tottenham's pitch, it's going to get flipped to uh, artificial turf for the football. And then they can do that for they can move it away. It's all, but that's that's tons of money. That's not just forty million dollars or whatever to replace yeah. all the ground. This is hundreds of millions to do this to stadiums. Like yeah. the other thing too about this, and I was thinking about this after the Nick Chubb injury, his foot gets stuck in the grass when like it's an explosive hit right to the knee, and that's what makes most of the damage. Mm, yeah, but like. The grass did not do him any favors in that particular instance. Yeah, but it was also awkward how he was like. Well, they're the all air. awkward. Like yeah. a lot of these, it's mostly awkward. No, like the Geno Smith incident, it's not like a clean tackle. It's kind of weird. And, yeah, but and when, it's any time that there's something weird. Yeah, I, I get that's football and that happens. But when you guys have like guys like Odell Beckham Jr. saying the turf there is no good, it's dangerous. Yeah. Like you're having star players speaking out against the turf at MetLife Stadium. I do wonder about MetLife compared to other stadiums. Yeah. Other turf-based stadiums, because MetLife seems to have something different. Now, I also wonder if the fact that they have to flip, like, a lot of their turf in that building, like, I don't know if you saw that video was circulating yesterday. It was from, like, 2017, I think, where they flipped the entire building in, like, 16 hours. And I think that well, there's, like, they 30, nev- there's 3,100 manual elements that they have to go and switch, whether it is merch, signage, yeah. there's 12 panels in each end zone that they have to rip up with a forklift and then replace. For, like, I also wonder if switching some of the stuff out leads to just poor quality. Well, and that's what I mean. This is the first time they've mentioned it in week one. It was the first time, I think, in over 35 years that the Jets and Giants were playing back-to-back days yeah. at, like, previously it was Giants Stadium, and that was the old, the old-style turf, of course. But then this is the first time at MetLife that they've been playing on back-to-back nights, yeah. and it's happened again. It's the second time in a month that they're playing again. on back-to-back nights. When it comes to the NFL and them complaining about stuff like that, yeah. it's like it is such a juggernaut. It makes yeah. so much money. Like they're just yeah, there just has to be a better way that guys, you know, because ever since the Aaron Rodgers injury, you're just worried about everything on that turf. Like, well, it's such a superstar-driven league, and if you yeah. lose your superstars, what do you have? Nothing. You got nothing. You got, like, the CFL. Uh, you want to play a little bit of audio from over the past year? I think that we should start to sprinkle these in at the end of every segment yeah, today. Yeah, going into things. Yeah, yeah just one or two. You do it that way? Yeah. Because yeah. um, I think GVP has a lot. I don't he know. Does. I yeah, he's got a list. lot. I, see, I'm, I didn't even want to see it because I just want to be surprised as we go through the yeah, show. I haven't even looked either. Yeah, we got a lot. Do you want, like, a harp sound effect? Maybe, like, a rewind? I happen to have both. Um. Well, we got lots. Uh, here and like I said, let's uh, let's do the John Heyman interview at the end of the program. Yeah, um, I've referenced this. I've referenced this um, little piece of audio that I listened to this morning before we jumped on the air. It's uh, the day after the uh, the beer league game. Ah, oh, we're starting here, hey. <laughs> so before the day after the beer league up? game, <laughs> let me uh, let me have uh, let me just paint this picture for you. So uh, we had the beer league game, a lot of fun. Um, Maddie and I called the game and then we had a great, great time at Wild Rose Brewery after. I love calling games, by the way. Um, there's a lot of shots that were consumed, mm-hmm. a lot of drinky poos. And then we ended up tickling the felt at the casino after. It was so close by. So Maddie kept cursing me. He's like, <laughs> stop feeding me shots. Get away from me is what you were saying at Wild Rose Brewery. Get away from me. So we probably, we left the casino around 2.30 in the morning. And we had to be on the air at 6 a.m. You sure did. And to our credit, we both, you know, toughened it out. Mm-hmm. And we were on here on time. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick, can you please play uh, Maddie Day After Beer League 3? <laughs> I think he means here. you, GVP. Yeah, sorry, GVP. What did I say? <laughs> said me. Oh. Um, 
GVP, can you play Maddie Day After Beer League uh, clip three here? It's a short one. Uh, just a little sample of what Maddie was, uh, how he was sounding that morning. You look like you're having trouble stringing sentences together. So could you tell me that this is the right idea? Yeah. Um, maybe uh, maybe we give Maddie a little time out. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little time out for a couple minutes here. Warm up. Have your coffee. And, uh, did you bring any more... Um, any more bars for you? Any more new? Any more fiber? I have an bars? apple. Okay, you could probably should eat that. <laughs> probably eat that to get your strength up and your energy up right now. Yeah. Mm. Um, he just played the other one's really short too. Can you play that one too, uh, GVP? George took the- <laughs> George took care of him. We'll say that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you were, uh, like, I don't know if you were still feeling it, <laughs> but, oh, yeah. uh, well, it got... sounds like, because I remember just looking at you and you're like, ah, it's it fine. like you're having trouble stringing sentences. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, like, he, he was, he wasn't trying to be like, you know, you look like you're, no, I was trying to do his, trying to do his job. job. <laughs> he was really focusing. I just tried so Play that hard. one more time a little bit. You look like you're having <laughs> trouble stringing sentences together. So could you tell me that this is the right idea? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> you look like you're trying you're... to do a radio show. <sighs> I will say it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. No, it's fine. Um, there's a lot about the, uh, there's a lot of that. And um, in honor of the uh, the Blue Jays playoff today, ah, I didn't realize we have so many of these. I didn't realize that our man Patrick uh, Dumont. Is a here's a dated pop this culture is reference so good, man. that neither of you will get is like the rich little of our program. Mm, no, right over my head. Yeah, do you know what is that, that means? Is he the? He was the man of the uh, thousand impressions, thousand voices. Rich little. Oh, okay. I did a lot of impressions. Um, Canadian American comedian. Oh, from Ottawa. A man of a thousand voices. Yeah, Rich Little. Uh, for our older listeners out there, um, still living. Good for him. Is he really? Yes, he's he's got to be in his eighty-four. Oh, okay. eighty-five yeah, next say. month. Order uh, of Canada last year. Yeah, he's a giant. A lot, uh, lot of impressions. I didn't know that our man Patrick <laughs> Dumont was so talented. Um, GVP, why don't you play um, Dumont Macho Man impression? Let <laughs> yeah. do a Slim Jim. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's not bad. I got you for three minutes, Alex. Pretty good. That's so good. It's pretty good, Patrick. Bone saw McGraw. Yeah, it was good. Slap into a slim gym. Um, and you're still chirping, Alex. Oh yeah. Um, he had no idea what the reference was. Happening? No. Uh, let's get uh, Dumas doing uh, Stallone. That's the wolf. Goes play ten games, yo. It's pretty good. Go go put that And I have no idea. Like these are just in here. I have no idea like how these <laughs> happened. That one. When was it one happened. When we were giving away the Expendables tickets. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, also, uh, Blue Jays uh, played today. Minnesota <laughs> Twins. We'll have it on the Sportsnet Radio and Television Network. Buck Martinez will be on the color. Uh, y- we also have you doing Buck Martinez. Oscar is- Nandez. Yes. Oscar Nandez. I just oh, miss yeah. Freddie Galvis playing for the Freddie team. Galvis. Yeah. Freddie Galvis. Freddie Galvis. Swinging a drive. <laughs> Willie Stargell and Roberto Clemente were just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. The balance in this lineup is yeah. amazing. <laughs> the balance in this lineup. <sighs> it's pretty good. You're so good at those. You are so good. We haven't even gotten to my favorite ones yet. <laughs> like, uh, especially when he does his mom voice. Why don't you play a mom well, voice? Mom, I got to make sure they got to pay you, bud. <laughs> It's you like guys a... got to do your slice, Stallone. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. His Minnesota mother. She yeah. sounds straight out of like uh, how I met your mother. Like when they do like the the stereotypical yeah. Minnesota. Um, I got to make sure they got to pay you, bud. Yeah, I like, I like, I like, I like that. Um, yeah, we're gonna sprinkle these in uh, throughout the um, throughout the morning. Here it is uh, our one year anniversary again. We can't thank you enough, uh, the listeners, for tuning into our uh, mediocre program uh, Monday to Friday on Sportsnet nine sixty. Uh, we got lots of fun today. Uh, we're gonna Brett Cron in studio from eight to nine. The franchise Eric Francis at seven thirty. Ben Showman gonna join us at the top of the hour. TF the Jays and Twins from Minnesota. And what you got for us coming up in the Rose Report? 
We got the Flames game from yesterday. They got two preseason games left. We'll lay out the MLB playoff schedule for you, and we'll recap Monday night football. Just really focusing on the big ones today. Oh, All right. And the Oilers play. The okay. Okotoks Oilers. Oh, okay. Not the oh, other guys. Uh, All right. I don't care about the, the Houston guys. Oilers. Yes. They don't no longer exist. No. That's All right. Football uh, too. Lots to do. And then uh, we'll wrap up uh, the one-year anniversary show with uh, the best interview you've ever had on the program. <laughs> Good. It's not long. It definitely isn't long. Uh, It's very cringy. Might be able to play the whole thing. Yeah. I think we'll be able to play the whole thing. (laughs) Type 90 seconds or so. If we have time. If we have time. (laughs) If we we have time to play it. Um, Again, you can't find this interview on the podcast because we did not release it on the podcast. (laughs) uh, This is only a special treat for those of you who listen live. You know what? It's going to stay off of this podcast, too. (laughs) Yeah, we're not going to put it on this podcast either. So you're only going to, this is only going to be the second time it'll ever air live. Do not. And probably the last. And probably the last. (laughs) On Sportsnet 960. All right. right. Uh, Lots to do. It's the big show. A happy anniversary to us, I guess. Olay. Uh, yeah, it's like an adult birthday right now. We're making a big deal of something that really isn't that big of a deal. Uh, Sportsnet 960. The oh, that's nice. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The fan. The top of the hour, Ben Shulman. Will join us. Tee up Jays and Twinkies from Minnesota. 238 first pitch right here. On Sportsnet 960, the fan watch it on the Sportsnet Television Network, Sportsnet Plus. Do all of that jazz. The franchise, Eric Francis at 7:30. Brent Cron in studio, eight o'clock. It is our one-year anniversary of the big show, and uh, we want to thank you for tuning in uh, Monday to Friday. But right now, like he's done for a solid year, cranking out the sports news for you every morning at 6:30. It's the Rose Report, and it's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Bloom. Matty Rose. Uh, good morning, friends. Happy anniversary, George. I think it's important that I point out that we've also done the morning report at 6.05 on some days. And if there's one thing that I do pedal in in this segment, it's facts. Oh, okay. So, let's tighten up, okay? Okay. Yesterday, the Flames and Jets were at the Saddle Dome, final preseason game at home. Hubert skating on the line with Lindholm Manjapani. Rizichka, Kadri, and Dubé were a group sharing Govich on the left of Backlund with Coronado on the right. And Blake Coleman, Colshwint, and Dryden Hunt made up the fourth line. As for the pairs, Uyghur Anderson, Hannah Vintanev, Zadorov, Osterle. Jacob Markstrom got the full 60 minutes. Bit of a goal fest. Flames were down 2-0 early on. I could not stop laughing at how they got back in the game. Lindholm looks like he's okay, and now he chops Dylan's stick, and Hapa gets away with one. Here's Lindholm, a shot. He scores! Elias Lindholm, chopping wood, scoring goals, and the Flames are back to within one. Preseason for the refs, right? Yeah, oh my Jesus. goodness. Such a terrible missed call. Holy. <laughs> Two-handed Whoa. slash right in front of the stripes. Stick snaps in two. Opens up the passing lane, and Lindholm gets the one-timer to go. Caught the Flames on the board. Uh, Brendan Dillon had taken a couple of gratuitous runs at Lindholm there already, so hmm, maybe a little bit of even out there. <laughs> Jets would go out to a 3-1 lead, but shortly after that, Flames got their second. Sharon Govich slides it right point to Tana, who tries a shot and has it blocked, but Sharon Govich holds it in. Sharon Govich moves it down low, Coronado centers, Brzezicka shoots and scores! On a fantastic pass from Matt Coronado, Adam Brzezicka backhands the pocket of the Jets net. Yeah, you want to go ahead and be that player for 82 games this year, Adam Rosicki? That'd be just darn lovely. I think the Flames really enjoy that. Nice feed by Matt Coronado and a pretty good run around the wagons by Yegor Sharagovich to get that all set up. Uh, again, this is something we're going to see during the uh, the season. The depth mm. of the Calgary Flames is something that we talked about all the last season. I think it's the strength of their team. Are they just going to get enough scoring here to be a playoff team? And you're going to get to the guy who potentially might pick up that slack. 
Yes, with the Dubé goal first, which was a, a nice little rebound. Gets a feed from Kadri, gets to Osterlet. Yeah, real quick. Uh-huh. He's the guy I don't think we've talked at all about during the preseason. Dylan Dubé? Yeah. Well, no, not really. But I think Dylan Dubé is kind of what Dylan Dubé is at this point. Guy comes in, wins fitness testing, plays in your middle six. Scores three or four goals, ripping down the wing over the course of the season. That's probably a little bit shy for him. But this could be a big season. This is a guy who, through parts of five seasons with the Flames, has had back-to-back 18-goal seasons. Can he get to 20, 25? That'd be pretty good for the club. I think they'd like that a lot. He gets one on a nice rebound, buried in the second period, that made it a uh, that was the fourth goal for the pardon me the third goal for the Flames. He buries the rebound. Backlund scored shortly after that on a nice feed from Mac Coronado. Little pass shot to Backlund in the crease. He would bury, and then we got to see the Mac Coronado shot shortly after. Backlund, the blue line to Weaver, top of the near circle to Backlund again. Twenty-five seconds left of the power play. Backlund to Coronado. He scores. The Bison has been like a bull in a china shop here at Scotiabank Saddledome tonight. Matt Coronado scoring and picking up his third point of the hockey game, and it's 5-4 to four Flames. He's the Bison? Yeah, that was his nickname in the USHL. Okay. I didn't know that. Because back in the USHL, he was stronger than everybody, and he would just manhandle them in the offensive zone and then Those shoot the puck. Those are good hockey nicknames, not yeah. adding a Y to last names. Like Corey... Not yeah, like naughty, naughty, Maddie. Yeah, it's like whatever. But no, that's Nato, a good name. Natoe, Maddie. I don't know. Bison's a good name. Save me, George. It's gonna be Scornado for sure. Well, uh, that's easy. But God, like, that's it. Crap. That's the guy. It's gonna be that the whole season. Everybody's just gonna call him hashtag Scornado. Talk of the town. Three points. Game winner. Couple primary assists. Ryan Huska talked about the young man after the game. Uh, he wants to make a team, right? Like. If you watch him away from pucks when he doesn't have it, how hard he works to try to get it back, that's why he's had success. So he's been like a, a dog on a bone, and and he is hunting things hard. And you know we've talked about a shot before too. That's a he, he gets it away quickly and it's hard. I think he's. I'm assuming that goaltenders probably don't know he can shoot like he can yet. And that'll change here shortly. But um, he's done a really good job for himself. You want my pros and cons from last game? Sure. I like the physicality from Lindholm and Huberto. You don't have to destroy guys, but you also don't have to back down. I like Rizicka, Kadri, and Dubé together. Coronado, obviously. And I think Jordan Osterley has cemented himself in a top six role. Those would be my pros. Cons, bit of a shakier performance for Jacob Markstrom. That mm. fourth goal, no good. And uh, I haven't loved Hannafin against the Rush so far in the preseason. feel like he's uh, been beaten in a couple of foot races that I didn't expect him to lose. Sure. Like I, again, uh, we we all read way too much into preseason. Um, I don't. Uh, but what I love to see last night is just that incredible release and that shot from Coronado. Like everything else will eventually sort itself out and guys will re- will just kind of be who they are during the regular season. I'm not worried about Hannafin. I like, you're right. I like the physicality with Huberto and Lindholm, but... That shot that we saw last night on that game-winning goal, beating a world-class goaltender like Connor Hellebuck, that's the one takeaway you take from that game last night and get excited about if you're a Calgary Flames fan. I don't care that they won or they lost. I don't care that they're 4-1-1 and in the preseason and we got two games to go. I care about that release and that shot is something you should be salivating over if you're a Calgary Flames fan. Something you've been waiting for for a long time when they made that draft pick. Next game, Wednesday, at those same Jets. Final game Friday at the Vancouver Canucks. They open the season October the 11th against these same Jets. Then they'll go on a five-game Eastern Conference road trip. Other NHL notes, Trevor Zegras got signed. I got to make sure they got to pay you, bud. (laughs) Three years, $5.75 million per season. The Ducks still have Jamie Drysdale unsigned. Zegers had 23 goals and 63 points in 81 games last season. Is there a player that Matty Rose dislikes more in the NHL than Trevor Zegers? I I don't like. I mean, I don't think he's. I think he's a fine player to watch. I'm not a fan of the player um, uh, either. But uh, 
He also flipped the puck over the net. He does some cool yeah, things. Sure. He does a lot of cool things that I can't do with, he with does pucks Michigan. on ice. Mm-hmm. Great. Yep. Can't wait to see him do that in the playoffs. You just have to wait like just seven can't. years. You got to get there. Yeah. He's like a poor man's Jack Hughes. I've said that a million times. The easiest yep. comparison I have. He's mm-hmm. like Jack Hughes, like has all the creativity, except he's actually like a really good hockey player. Mm. Call me when you can play defense, Zegers. Mm-hmm. In Ottawa... This is going to be the fun part. They love mm. busts there, eh? I don't know if they love busts, but I do know that they love putting... Like, here's the thing. Everyone was like, look at all these draft picks that the Senators have, right? And then they made them. They picked some solid players. Yeah. But also, they have all these guys that they now have to put through waivers. Yeah. They lost Lassie Thompson to the Anaheim Ducks. Yesterday, they put Jacob Bernard Docker, the former Okotoks Oiler, and uh-huh. first-round pick on waivers. They put the second-round pick Igor Sokolov uh-huh. on waivers. Both of them very well could get picked up today. Yo-ho. Jacob Bernard Docker got put on waivers so he could keep Travis Hamanick. No. 33-year-old Travis Hamanick. Yeah, I know that uh, a lot of people were making a lot of, a lot of, lot of noise about this. Mm-hmm. Yesterday with the Senators, but I think we're going to see a lot of this, and that's why Slavkovsky and Montreal get, makes me nervous. Like those COVID drafts we had, this is my mm. point. We just don't know. There's... Like we didn't have the sample size like we normally do for right, drafts. Totally. So a lot of that was like trial and error, just guessing a lot. So a lot of these first round picks that a lot of these teams made during those 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 couple drafts. You don't maybe well, have the sample like, size that you normally yeah. would. Like Alexis That's Lafreniere. all I'm saying. Yeah, oh, but the COVID like, guys aren't on waivers yet. Yeah. They're still on their ELCs. Yeah. Jacob Bernard Docker was yeah. a 2018 draft pick. Yeah. Igor Sokolov was a 2018 but, draft pick. But I'm just pick. saying we're going to see a lot of that coming up here. Come, like, yeah, it's going to be like three years away. But like, yeah, it's, it's it's going to become a factor. Like these guys are just getting to the and, end of their ELCs. And also, that's one thing that I don't know what the percentage is, but it's very low that first round picks actually hit. And contribute to your lineup. Oh yeah, people think first round picks for sure guaranteed NHLers. Well, no, that's not the case in the National Hockey League, and we we I think we all forget that too. Eighteen of the thirty one players in that twenty eighteen first round have played a hundred games. That's not a huge number. No, there's four of them who still haven't even played an NHL game. So yeah. Uh, yeah, and that was when 2018. That was yeah. a 2018 draft. That's, yeah, like I said, not a guarantee. Like it's this. This was a really good draft. My goodness, we'll get to it someday. I swear to God. But <laughs> hey, you want to go look we at a draft won't. and be like, "Wow, this is a good draft." 2018. My goodness. Every fan base can look back and go, oh, "If we would have picked this guy, oh, I see your Montreal should have taken Brady." Yeah, no kidding. Over Yasperi Kakaniemi. <laughs> no, they should have took Patrice Bergeron one pick instead of taking Corey Urquat. Flames should have taken Martin Brodeur with yeah. their original pick. Of course, yeah, whatever. No, like, again, yeah. you can play this game for days. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Let's go to the Jays. Yay. Playoffs, baby. Yeah. Seeing gaggles of women. Mm. <laughs> Let's go. Second of four games on the slate today. Jays and Twins, 238 first pitch. You know what? Like, Sorry, go oh, ahead. Oh, please, fire no, away. Just, no, the I'm, average I'm just ticket, in the intro. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Average ticket, $7 for oh Twins and Blue Jays. Are you kidding me? Yep. It's the cheapest of the wild card tickets. How fast can we get to Minnesota? <laughs> uh, we'll have this one here for you on Sports 960. Plenty of coverage. Jays Talk Plus. Jays Talk Plus, George. Yes. Don't forget the plus. We're putting a lot of pluses on names these days. Yep. 10 a.m. Flames Talk goes at noon. Then Blair and Barker for a half hour at 2 o'clock before first pitch. It's going to be Kevin Gosman against Pablo Lopez. The gas man came the cold. Mm, the gas man, 12 and 9 for the regular season, 316 ERA. Lopez was 11 and 8 with a 366 ERA. This will be the third postseason start for Gosman, second for Lopez. I got a whole bunch of stats and facts on the series. George, you want some? Let's go. These are going to be uh, the more you know type things, GVP, just so you know. Jays actually have the six highest odds to win the World Series per fan graphs. 5.7%. Better than the Orioles. Yep. It's true. The Braves are at 25.8. The Astros are at yeah, 19.4. And the Dodgers are at 14. Those three teams all above 10%. Twins at 2.3. Braves starting pitching worries me a little bit if I'm if I'm a Bravos fan. Like after Strider? Mm-hmm. Even he struggled down the stretch a little bit, Patrick. Hmm. Right. Like, but Matt Olsen's a monster. Okuna they got this, is a monster. They're going to have this like, week team. off, work on their stuff. I don't know. Braves Get healthy. Yeah. Mm. yeah, but again, like you can also cool off in a yeah, week. You totally Baseball's can. tough. 
This is a rematch of the 1991 American League Championship uh, Series. I remember that. The Twins won it 4-1. Then they won the World Series. Jays won the next two titles. Jack Morris won Her- three in a row. Kirby Puckett. Yeah. The Walk old Metrodome. Puckett, Tom- careful. When, when t- <laughs> the garbage bag and right. Yeah. Tom Candiotti was a pitcher for the Blue Jays, a knuckleballer. Candiotti. That's the, a hell of a name. The the, pla- the plexiglass along the, the outfield yep. wall. Yeah. That game seven against the Braves where Jack Morris went pitching into the 10th yep. inning. Went 10 inning, complete game. Great silver main, too. He did Blue Jays color for a couple seasons. Yeah, he did. Minnesota has not won a playoff game since 2004. That's Ugh. 18 straight losses. That's an MLB record. No. That is a North American professional sports yeah. record. Whoa. The long, thank you, Jimmy. The longest postseason losing streaks in major North American pro sports history. Right now, 18 games for the Twins is the highest. Next, the Blackhawks from 75 to 79 lost 16 straight. Wow. Then the Pistons of the NBA from 08 to 2019 lost 14 straight. Really? Yeah. Um, A lot of sweeps in there. No kidding. No NFL teams in here. But can you imagine this, George? Let me put this in context for you. Please do. Imagine being a Twins diehard. You have watched 1,458 regular season games over the last 19 years to watch 18 playoff games, and all of them have been lost. And the Yankees beat them in almost all of them, too. Yeah. So uh, they're not around. No more Yankee excuses So you're for saying if the Blue Jays lose today, like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> yeah, that, like, they just need that. You don't want to be yeah. the slump buster. Yeah, you don't want to be the slump buster. You don't want to be the slump buster. How many, wait, how many postseason games are over the Blue Jays lost? It's five. been a lot. Five. Is it five? Yep. They haven't won yep. since game Which five that? against the Royals in the ALCS? No, yeah. no, 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 no. They took a game against the uh, Cleveland team in the... Uh, oh, that's right. Yes. That's yeah. In the, in the uh, 17 16. A, 16 ALCS. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. They got swept by the Rays in the pandemic year. Yep. They and swept. they got swept by the Mariners last year. Yeah. And then they lost, I think, three straight to Cleveland. Like, this is... Um, yeah. This is, like, 18 games is very long. The Reds have lost six in a row. The Rangers have lost six in a row. And then the Blue Jays have lost five. There's four other okay. teams that have all lost five straight. Yeah. It's been a while. In the... It's been a while! Bane. Twins not good against the splitter either. The gas bag ain't the cold. Kevin Gossman throws the splitter. Yep. The average for the Twins against the splitter, 147, 29th in the majors. Mm. They're slugging 280, 22nd in the majors. K percentage, 40.5, 27th in the majors. They set a record for most strikeouts in a season in MLB history with 1,654. That's all I got for fun facts on the series. I like it. Um, They're Kev- both like one of the worst clutch hitting teams, both of them. Yes. Um, Their clutch also, rating is so bad. We've been talking about the, the run support or lack thereof yeah. for Kevin Gosman. Uh, third worst run support. Mm-hmm. in all of Major League Baseball. But Gosman's been roughed up by the Twins uh, yes. twice. His entire career. This season. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be uh, Kevin Gosman in game one and then Jose Barrios uh, in game two, which goes down tomorrow. So makes a ton of sense. Barrios has had a great season. You go into Minnesota, pitch against his former team. But this is the matchup I've wanted the whole time. Like, forget yeah. the trop, forget the Rays, and just I hate the way the Rays just constantly win games and they just stab the fun out of baseball. But give me some Minnesota Twins, and I would hazard a guess there's going to be a ton of Blue Jays blue in the stands today at Target Field. You know who's really got to be better? Vlad and Bo. They're combined four for 29 in the postseason. Rangers and Rays starts. Springer will be good today. Spring has to be good. Do you see that picture of him without a shirt? My goodness. Yeah, that guy's yoked. Dude, sneaky yoke. Yeah. I was looking at him like, at the plate, and I was, like, I was like, this guy's not that big. Like, how does he go yard? And then you see him, and you're like, okay. Well, yeah, he's jacked. I take it back. Big Rangers. Boy. And- <laughs> yes. Rangers and Rays go at Sportsnet 1 at 1 o'clock today. 2.30 is when you can catch Jays and the Twins on Sportsnet West. At 5 o'clock, Diamondbacks and Brewers. That's going to be on Sportsnet 1. And the Marlins and Phillies close out the night. Six o'clock start. You can watch it on Sportsnet 360. They'll join it in progress on Sportsnet West. Also, fun fact from the majors, MLB umpires missed over 21,000 balls and strikes calls during the 2023 season. It was their best season ever tracked. 
It's hard to be an umpire. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, It is. It really is. Yeah. Angel Hernandez, who came back. Angel, in, Hernandez. Angel Hernandez. Angel Hernandez. Who came back in August or end of July, ended up finishing with the worst rating out of any umpire. Yeah, but that's not surprising. He's had two months Consistency. Exactly. Consistency. What, what are, you, are you telling me Cowboy Joe West wasn't good either before he retired? Like, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Angel Hernandez no, 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 stinks. It's just amazing that he just needed two months out of all the so other umpires who've had the entire year. Yeah. Hernandez just needed two months to be the worst. Yeah, and he's in the union, so he's never getting fired. Yep. Is he working the both season? I hope not. Probably is. Uh, they have the umpire crews out there today for who's He's not doing Toronto and... Uh, no, he's not. I didn't recognize any of the names, which is usually name? a good Malachi thing. Malachi what? The umpire who's Malachi Moore? Yeah, Malachi Moore. Yeah, he's not working the Jays series, so that's good for Toronto fans. Seahawks and Giants wrapped week four of the NFL. And if you're the Giants, this was rinse and repeat. Daniel Jones on the run all night long. The Seahawks tied a team record with 11 sacks. When you're running for your life, you usually turn the ball over. Seattle looks like they want to rush four. And they do. Jones is going to throw. Throws near side. Ball picked up. Witherspoon comes near side. Down the sidelines. Jones chasing him. He cuts back inside. Picks up blockers. Still being chased. Witherspoon far side. 20, 15, 10, 5. He is in. Holy catfish. Witherspoon went a mile and a half with the interception for a touchdown. Yes, sir. That draft pick. Holy catfish. Fifth overall pick, yeah. Devin Witherspoon. Mm. Witherson, sorry. No, Witherspoon. Mm. Rookie corner scored 97-yard pick six. That came in the third quarter. He also had a couple of sacks. He's the first player in franchise history to accomplish that. In the end, the Seahawks do beat up on the Giants 24-3. to They've held the lead for 19 seconds all year. Oh, my God. Daniel Jones lost a fumble. He had the two interceptions. He was sacked 11 times. There was the yeah. footage of Brian Dable real frustrated <laughs> after the pick six, throwing Looking the like tablet Trent at him. out there. Oof. Uh, now, uh, Danny Dimes, the worst primetime record out of any quarterback in NFL history, 1-12. in 12. And Not I'm good. A- but again... The everybody rips on Danny Dimes. The offensive line's a disaster. It's like so block bad for the guy. This week was bad for offensive lines as yeah. a whole. Brian Dable was asked about the offensive line after the game. How, how hamstrung do you feel with the way the offensive line is playing? I mean, it seems like Daniel. Yeah, no excuses. We got. I got to do a better job. Do you feel like it, you let Daniel down with how you didn't protect him tonight? Yeah, I just say overall, Pat, uh, offensively wasn't good enough. Um, from any standpoint. Yeah, you allowed 11 sacks, bro. Come on now. New York football. What an experience. Yeah. Thursday night football is the Bears and the Commanders. Yeah. Go <laughs> <laughs> you know Commanders. Yeah, but again, we're, we're talking up smack. Those two reactions. We're talking guys. smack, but you know who's going to be glued to it? This guy. Oh, I'll be watching. Yeah, yeah I'm right. I'll be watching. <laughs> I already like Cole Komet to go over his receiving total. Man. Jay's the thing should is, be done by then. Washington can play defense. Denver has one of the worst DVOAs in NFL history. Justin Fields could do, anybody could do that to Denver. When you give up a 70 burger, yeah. I'm assuming that's yeah. not good analytically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not, so, uh, not going to break it down, When you Patrick. give up a touchdown on 10 of so your that, 13 every, Everybody's saying, oh, <laughs> Justin Fields is back. He's, he can throw the ball. No, he can't. Yeah. He yeah, played he Denver. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I maintain that if you can block for a quarterback, they're usually going to play well, i.e. Baker Mayfield. Look at Brock Purdy. (laughs) Oh, 20 for 21 on the weekend? Yeah. He even got his own... They could have gave it to McCaffrey yeah. for a fourth, but no, like, again, again. McCaffrey was <laughs> like again, like everybody's like, like ri- he's like a okay, hold on, everybody's <laughs> ripping on Danny Dimes. If Danny Dimes played for the Niners, oh my God, he'd be putting up those numbers. It'd be the same thing. It'd be, it'd be yeah. the same that's, thing. That's why I said rinse and repeat. <laughs> this guy's entire career has been running for his life. Yeah, they've never drafted good receivers for him, and they've never drafted O line for him. Uh, good luck, Danny Jones. But here's the money. Four years, $160 million. <laughs> AJHL, the Oak Tokes Oilers getting after it tonight. They are on the road to battle the Drumheller Dragons. couple of five and two clubs going head-to-head. The Dragons have the league's top three scorers, including Easton Adrian out of Saskatchewan. The Blue Liner has a goal and 15 points in seven games to lead all players Ooh. in the league. Having a nice start. Big fan of Drumheller, the drum. Dinosaur capital of the world. I've yeah, been there. Mm. The hoodies are cool. Go get you some bones. <laughs> Finally, let's go down to Miami for our kicker. Nice. 
Sorry. What? Why are they called the dragons instead of like the dinosaurs or something? You know, it would have made more sense, but I don't know. I get you. <laughs> like, I don't get it. I get, the whole I don't... city's dinosaurs. Why are they called the dragons? AJHL? I don't know. Let's bro. go. Let's no, but like. I know. It doesn't make any sense. Should we call Drum Heller? Dragons aren't do they real. Have, do they like, have if, a you're from we the, if you're from the drum, can you please text me and explain to me why there's why, no dinosaurs? What's wrong with the drum teller dinos? The whole city is dinosaur themed. Drum, the drum dinos has a nice ring to it. Drum dinos. Drum dinos. Why dragons? <laughs> anyway. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. We all know Jimmy Butler plays for the Miami Heat, superstar in the league. They were doing their media day yesterday. Yeah, he looked fabulous. He showed up with my little brother's haircut from grade five. <laughs> Straightened hair, lip and eyebrow oh, ring. Beautiful. It. If I'm not mistaken. Doing his best Gerard way, yes, Patrick. Exactly. If you will. Yeah. See, I got a reference over George's head there. You did. This feels good. This feels good. I'm going to sit in this for a second. <sighs> Was it better than my 30-year-old Rich Little reference yeah. I busted <laughs> all earlier on in the Mine show? Mine is a little bit more okay. relevant. <laughs> like 35 years ago, Rich Little? <laughs> what I busted out earlier? Listen, oh, Jimmy. man of a thousand voices. <laughs> Jimmy Butler. Rich Little. He was on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Anyway, go ahead. I want to see Rich Little do his best Gerard way. Uh, Jimmy did this last year. He got a fresh haircut for Media Day. He likes to do it because it means that the broadcast companies have to use the picture for the entire season. Yeah. That's like his entire purpose. There is a video of him telling Bam Adebayo, this is my Halloween. Leave me alone. Yeah, and Bam was like laughing Bam the whole like, time. Yeah. And Tyler Hero's on the other side just trying to be serious. Like, yeah. I still hear him, guys. Like, I didn't get traded. I'm yep. still here. Oh, so I love it. It's a great haircut. It's the greatest. It's a great bit. He looks fabulous. He does. He, he looks amazing. He yeah. looks amazing. And he looks, it look, it's flowing. I wish he would play like that. And he could just do like the little hand and just wave out of the eyes every time yeah. he hits a three. Like, yeah. yeah, the little hair wave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's such a killer on we the basketball court. We need to get him an American apparel hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> Ripped jeans. Yeah. What else? I don't know. Converse or slip on vans. God, I love this song so much. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Uh, terrific stuff, Maddie. The Rose Report is brought to you by Motors. If you own a BMW, choose Motors for service and repairs. The gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Straight ahead, Ben Shulman, Blue Jays pre and post-game host on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Will join us tee up Jays and Twinkies today. You can hear it live right here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. And at 730, the franchise will get Eric's take. Is the Elias Lindholm contract actually close? He'll let us know. It's our one-year anniversary. Thanks to you for listening. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.